0: Welcome to the Red Light Report, your number one source for all things red light therapy, where you will learn how to optimize your health, wellness, and longevity with the power of photobiomodulation. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Belkowski. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Red Light Report. Not too long ago, we traveled over the Atlantic Ocean to Italy, but today we're going to transport ourselves over to Germany, where today's guest Dr. Dominic Nishwitz, aka Dr. Dome, resides, and Dr. Dome is known as the world's leading biological dentist and one of the first uh, ceramic implant specialists, and so I've been really excited. Dr. Dome and I have been going back and forth for many, many months, almost upwards of a year now to get him on the show. He's been super busy, of course, but oral health has been a little side passion of mine ever since I interviewed Dr. Kelly Blodgett, which I think you're familiar with, Dr. Dome, of course. He's over in Portland. Uh, but he was my first podcast interview guest, by the way, Dr. Dome. So you're my number two biological dentist. And that was almost two years ago at this point. So this is going to be great information. But moving along here with, about Dr. Dome, he's a vice president of the International Society for Metal-Free Implantology, whose mission is to help as many people as possible to experience optimum oral health without the use of yesteryear metal-based treatments. Also, Dr. Dome is an international speaker and author of It's All in Your Mouth, the book that's right behind me, uh, with the goal of establishing biological dentistry as the new standard for health optimization protocols for all health practitioners and dentists alike, using the term health starts in your mouth. And lastly, Dr. Nishwitz or Dr. Dome has exclusively used ceramic implants since 2013, placing more than 5,000 to date and that probably could have changed by now, but uh, he's considered a pioneer in the field of biological and holistic dentistry. Without further ado, Dr. Dome, welcome to the Red Light Report. Thank you ever so much for having me. (laughs) Great intro. (laughs) pleasure. Well, so just a little backstory really quickly, Dr. Dome. I first heard about you, and you probably get this a lot, uh, about three years ago when you were interviewed on uh, Ben Greenfield's podcast, and that was really... My first true exposure to this world of biological or holistic dentistry, and up to that point, like many Americans, maybe many people across the world, I went to the dentist, you know, a couple times a year, check for cavities, get the cleaning, make sure everything's quote unquote good. But that's where I thought the health began and ended with the mouth. You just keep the mouth clean, the mouth is good, the mouth is healthy. That's the end of it. Until I listened to your interview again on Ben Greenfield's podcast, which was riveting, and I think that was kind of the ignition for my mom, because she's kind of your classic, lots of metals in the mouth. When she heard your podcast and all the deleterious effects of having these amalgam fillings and metal fillings in your mouth, and, and all that can be doing to your health, not just, again, in your mouth, but systemically, that really opened her eyes. And she wanted a couple year, I wouldn't call it an adventure, but to get that stuff out of her mouth. And we didn't have a biological dentist local, so she traveled multiple hours to a biological dentist or a holistic dentist in Montana. So she traveled multiple hours back and forth, multiple, multiple, multiple surgeries to get all of this stuff out of her mouth. And a lot of that, again, was because of your information. So thank you for putting out this information. This is kind of long-winded, but again, thank you for coming on the podcast. And just for the audience, give us a quick backstory on yourself and how you've become uh, the world's leading biological dentist.
1: By the way, it's not me who's calling this. This is them. <laughs> I'm just giving my best nowadays to push the envelope in how to change dentistry and medicine overall. It all started 20 years ago. So I was put into dental school kind of like by chance. My dad is a dentist, but I never wanted to become a dentist. So I just studied it without any purpose. But my health declined right before, like in the first three semesters. So I was already looking for tactics how to get my health back on track while studying so I got interested in nutrition I got interested in supplements at the same time while I was studying which was actually quite good because we also had to study biochemistry chemistry microbiology all these things I never realized at that point of time that I will use this later on because it was only for me to get me back on track and I was always very very good and probably highly talented when it comes to my manual skills so that was easy for me so the, the craftsman part which is still the conventional dentistry is, was easy but something was missing still till the end, and I was I wasn't sure right till the end. After five years of studying, and I said to I'm still not sure if that dentist thing is something for me. There's something is missing. He luckily said, "Son, it's only your engines card." And this was actually good for me because then I was like, "Okay, I'm good with my hands. I want to become an oral surgeon." So I applied for a residency at the oral surgeon, and I got to a very good one. But he was quite old school and comes to ten- dentistry and would put in still the silver black amalgam fillings. And I was very like aesthetic driven. So I told him, no, I never use these amalgam fillings. They're, they're ugly. I can bring in composites. I can bring in ceramics. I learned all these things. But also obviously had in my mind that it's somewhat toxic from my dad. I didn't learn that in university, by, by the way. In university, you still learn amalgam fillings because they're easy to, to do and they're basically subsidized by the insurance. So I Googled it and a whole new universe opened up for me, which was integrative medicine, diphtheric cling Lyme disease, heavy metal detoxification. All the things I learned about nutrition and supplements finally connected with this new sphere of overall body health. So I got addicted and I became a naturopathic doctor, functional medicine practitioner. I basically spent all the little money I made in my residency for flying out to all sorts of specialists to learn from the best, read every book, watched everything that was available just to help my patients because I realized, wow, I can do my graph, but at the same time help people heal. And I think this was the part that was missing for me that I didn't know that I wanted to become a real doctor and healer that helps people and not should just fix their mouth and their smile and not just the graphs and part. So I was, it was very early on that I knew I'm going to change something and I'm going to have a clinic for something holistic. It took five years to really realize it because I had to find all the bits and pieces. But this is now 20 years later where I am, like you say, known as the world's leader in biological dentistry. Let's say I just give my best. And um, the concept nowadays is biological dentistry 2.0, which is basically the overlap of high-tech dentistry because you need these skills with functional medicine and health optimization slash biohacking. And our goal is optimal health, not just absence of disease, optimal health, which is always an investment. And I truly believe that this starts in your mouth. And this is why we teach this and practice this on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, th- thanks for that recap. And I'd highly recommend for anyone who's already riveted by this conversation or the information or just looking to optimize your oral health, definitely check out Dr. Dome's book. Again, it's right behind me. His book was amazing because not only was it it covered a lot of great topics, it was very thorough, at the same time it was very succinct and both someone like myself who's more scientifically driven or the layperson, you can understand all of it and it makes sense and you'll never look at your oral health the same again in a good way after reading his book, so highly recommend it. We'll leave a link to that book in the show notes here. But of course, I'm sure this is a very common question you get being considered the top biological dentist. What does your oral hygiene routine look like in general uh, on the daily basis? <laughs> this is something that's something a little bit controversial
1: because it's quite simple. And for example, I only brush once a day. I don't floss. I don't do all. I don't use any chemical mouthwashes. So it's basically an atomic habit routine. Every morning, I basically do three things, which is coconut oil pulling, tongue scraping with a copper tongue scraper. And I brush my teeth about 30 minutes after breakfast. That's it. And I only basically brush them for the smell of food and things. I don't have the fur on my teeth. But you have to see, I also see a lot of patients that are not as optimally when it comes to oral health. They had previous dental work done. They have a lot of unnatural things in their mouth. Metals, root canals, periodontitis, gingivitis. So they might need something more unnatural to clean and disinfect at the beginning. But obviously the goal needs to be to be at one point restored fully biocompatible so that you know how to eat to support your teeth that you never actually have to go to a dentist again. So that's the goal for all my patients. I fix it once in a round concept where we do everything in once. Like you said, your mom had to travel multiple times to different dentist or to a dentist that works biological. What we developed over the years is because patients fly in from all over the world. So because we are having patients from all over the world, we developed the concept where we don't need to, like your mom, have patients come back and forth all the time. because last week, for example, California, Japan, Singapore, Portugal, I'm not over exaggerating. It's really extreme. So we developed a concept where we prepare patients before with the right lifestyle nutrition, for macro to micronutrients around about two to four weeks prior. So, when they come into a health optimization week, we call it, we do all in one. That means we remove all the metals under special safety. I personally remove all the root canals. We clean thoroughly. We use ceramic implants to restore. And the third one is always called cavitation. These chronic silent inflammation in the jawbone. We also plan to remove all all of them. And obviously, when you hear we have built a oasis of health, which means we have hyperbaric oxygen, we have IV therapy, laser in your veins, we have everything you need, your body needs to heal optimally, to get you out of stress into a healing mode. You we'll also learn more about nutrition, about lifestyle for the upcoming months so that you really thoroughly know how to become the architect of your health. Obviously, we remove all the source of your problems, a lot of uh, the source. And this is basically a huge detox and your body needs to be prepared for this. But therefore, it's easy for people to fly in and out because maybe they only have to travel twice because it's for one sitting where we clean everything. Basically, if you build a new house, that's foundational work and then it heals. And within the next six months, they come back for the final crown work, which is then prosthetics. And this actually could also be done by a local dentist if he knows how to work with ceramic implants. It takes a little bit it's better when you come in because we know exactly what to do so this is how we developed it over time so that you really can fly in from all over the world but obviously i need to work on training more and more dentists
0: so that we have one everywhere who knows the whole full concept gotcha so so just for perspective i think my mom was dealing with a lot of different health issues at the time so i can't remember if the biological dentist didn't want to do too much to overtax her system or if she just had so many things that needed to be removed? Because some of her surgeries were hours upon hours, as I'm sure you know. So are you saying that if someone comes to you and they have a ton of stuff that needs to be removed, you'll still do all of that under in one sitting, provided they're healthy enough? Not in one sitting, in one sitting sequence.
1: We will make sure they're healthy enough, but then it's one day metal removal, second day or maybe two days of surgery, depending on how huge the case but not longer than two days. Temporary... More hyperbaric, more IBs, more laser. You stay at least—I would say altogether—you should stay at least ten to fourteen days, depending on what we need to do, so that you really relax. Because traveling is stress. I don't want you to travel within a next within three to five days following the surgery. You always have to stay a little bit longer. See it as a healing vacation. Yes, we do all in one. The only thing we can do is definitive crown work because we have to first let the body osseointegrate the new
0: ceramic implants. Well guys, the holiday season may be over, but you can still save big. We've had this for some time now. Biolite has what's called bundles. So simply go to the Biolite website, biolite.shop, go under products, and there'll be a tab for bundles. With each of these bundles, there's three of them, you save 20% off on the entire package. For example, we have the beauty bundle, which includes a Shine and Stand, a Guardian Plus, and the Longev Revive Cream. So that bundle of three products, you save 20% off the entire package. There's the recovery bundle. That includes the Recharge Plus panel, the Guardian mouthpiece, and then the Longev Recover Cream. And that Recover Cream is just like the Revive Cream except it has added CBD oil infused into it. That package of three items all comes at 20% off. And then the last bundle, which is the most versatile bundle in the sense that you get to pick and choose what products you want. You get to pick and choose from the Recharge Plus panel, the Restore Plus panel, or the Matrix Full Body Matte, and then you get to choose between the Guardian and Guardian Plus, and then you get to choose between the Revive and the Recover Cream. It also includes the Shine and Stand, so you get to choose between black and silver. By purchasing those four products in the Ultimate Bundle, you save 20% off all of the products. You also save 20% off shipping. So literally, the entire package and shipping is percent off so if you're ever needing some red light therapy products and are looking for a discount just remember the bundles are always 20 percent off 365 days a year no coupon code necessary that all makes sense so let's step back a little bit so we've got a nice overarching view of of what you do uh, how you got to where you are today and kind of how you carry out your practice with, with some patients so let's go back to the root uh, of, of oral health um, and you cover some of these subtopics in your book and we can just do quick, you know, fire bullets here. We don't need to go into lengthy conversation, but just to give the audience some background on some of these dental-related topics or or keywords here, quickly go over the importance of the biofilm, the pellicle, and the saliva, and, and what role those play in your oral health. Yeah, they're very
1: important. So first of all, you have to see your teeth are tiny organs that are hard as stone if they are healthy. So nature has it right. If you supply your body with the right nutrition, the right nutrients, your teeth will grow out like granite. They're as as sensible uh, so that they can touch a hair. So it's really fascinating organs. And the teeth get remineralized. So basically it's a stone, so it needs minerals. And it gets remineralized through your saliva, which is kind of like a miracle liquid in your mouth. And again, your saliva is also built off what are you eating, what's already in you, of your microbiome, in your saliva. We have peptides for healing. We have a whole immune system, host of immune system. We have a host of enzymes, so it's already a part of your digestion. And also, obviously, minerals and pH is tightly controlled, and this will rebalance and remineralize your teeth all the time after eating. And... Third thing is obviously what you take in as food and what you absorb because teas are also rebuilt from the inside, from their blood supply. So you see, teas, sal- saliva, it's like an ecosystem containing a huge oral microbiome. The microbiome in your mouth is actually four to ten folds more diversified and bigger as the microbiome that we usually talk about in the colon. Makes also sense because this is the entrance to your gut, the mouth. It's this tube that starts here And ends there at the end. And the control system is mostly in the front. If you, for example, are totally stressed or have a lot of stresses in your mouth, some people experience dry mouth issues, like not a lot of saliva. It's a sign of stress. You can't digest as good anymore. Nothing tastes as good. You don't heal as well. So it's really important to have a good saliva flow for a variety of things. And the pellicle is basically (laughs) a tiny... Let's say a micro net that always goes over your teeth to protect them because teeth are not fixed. They are kind of like hanging in your jawbone, kind of like the trampoline. Trampoline has these feathers. That's how your teeth are in there so that they can move back and forth when you bite and grind because you have about 10,000 to 15,000 tooth contact a day and they can move a little bit so that they don't file each other off because they're stones, basically. There's this pellicle around. The pellicle gets ripped off all the time. I also said that to Ben Greenshaw, but he doesn't look movies. So if you're a fan of Marvel, you know Venom. Venom is kind of like a pellicle. You know this black thing that goes over everything? That's how a pellicle works. It goes over the tooth, protects it, goes away, protects it, goes away, protects it. It's kind of like a, a tiny net, so to speak. And this is also where your oral microbiome can then attach and build the biofilm. And the biofilm is basically the plaque that you initially feel when you, for example, drink something sugary. Within a minute, you have like a a fur on your teeth, is what I always say. It feels like there's a little bit of a fur. That's the biofilm, the plaque already. You can move away. You can clean it off. But if it calcifies over time, it's called tartar. And then it gets hard and you cannot get it away anymore. And if it goes below your gum line, it's dead because then you have huge, let's say, huge skyscrapers for anaerobic bacteria that are living in your mouth. So your mouth, like I said, is a huge microbiome. Always say oral microbiome first second gut microbiome because you swallow about so many thousand bacteria a day it's immense they all go to your gut so if your oral microbiome is healthy like myself because i had no dental repair nothing and i eat a quite natural diet then my gut microbiome will be fine too but the other way around if you had a lot of dental work previous dental work you have metals anymore root canals cavitations if gingivitis periodontitis whatever then you have a dysbiosis. And this dysbiosis will also be in your gut. For example, having a lot of candida, mold issues, parasites, fungi. They come to help you because you have such a weird environment and they can store the heavy metals for you. But it's really then unnatural because you you put stuff in your mouth that is unnatural as a dentist. Just to repair. It's kind of like a garage. You repair something that is broken. The goal is to repair it by a
0: but at least the ideal goal would be to never need a dentist in the first place. So are you saying essentially that the oral microbiome, is that more important than your gut microbiome because your gut microbiome is dependent on the quality or the health of your oral microbiome? Or is there some interplay vice versa where you can target or you can- I, w-
1: I would say, yeah, I would say there's an interplay vice versa. But the thing is, most people focus only on the gut, which is further down, and they overlook the entrance to the gut, which is sometimes really dirty. Imagine you have a house. That's a good That's a good example. Imagine you have a house, and there's everything clean in the living room, but you have like dirt r- laying around. Everyone stumbles in with their dirt shoes and everything it is like, like really rotten. Do you think your living room will be clean over time? I don't think so. So it's an interplay, obviously. And... Yeah, if your gut system becomes inflamed or you have leaky gut, you also can't uptake the minerals so good. That also leads, obviously, to cavities in the first place because you're lacking minerals to build teeth. For example, tooth decay is actually the number one chronic disease worldwide with an incidence of over ninety percent. And the second is periodontitis. So oral health issues are quite a chronic disease, and this is totally reversible. There's research for people that are gluten intolerant or actually that are ha- that having celiac disease, which is they don't tolerate gluten at all. It's directly connected to tooth decay and hypomineralization of teeth because they have such an inflamed system. They cannot really uptake these minerals. So their their teeth sometimes come out mushy, like really soft teeth. And obviously this is our lifestyle. We're used to eating soft foods. We even we don't even hunt anymore. We don't even chew anymore. Yeah, And why would you need hard teeth? If you're lacking minerals and stuff. So it's really a little bit of a chronic disease is the epidemic of the twenty first century. And you can see it at one glance in the mouth if you are trained to see that as a biological dentist. It's the engines of your system. And if something is bad there, you can say bad oral health equals bad overall health. That's quite sure. And I always ask three questions if I give a speech on stage. Have you been to the Health Organization Summit? Not yet, not yet. But last year? Yeah, this is this year, again, it's the biggest, and I would say, one of the best event, but for sure in Europe, the biggest event when it comes to health optimization or biohacking. I'm going to present on stage again. And the audience there is cool. It's all us. Like That's our tribe. They're all health optimization. They do everything. They sometimes probably even have a, their own hyperbaric oxygen chamber. But still, I asked the three questions on stage. Everybody, please stand up if you had metals in your mouth. 30% of the audience stood up. And I asked, please stand up if you had root canal or have a root canal. 30% more stood up. And the last question was, did they remove your wisdom teeth? You? And the whole audience were standing. So therefore, I know all of them at one point need to have a specialist to take care of this because you can do your nutrition by yourself. You can take the right supplements by yourself. You can get your blood work by yourself with a coach. You can go out in nature. You can ground. You can optimize sleep. But if you're still not super human then you should look where is the most unnatural part of your body. It's most likely your mouth if you had previous standard work done. And this is the one thing you cannot biohack your way around. You need a specialist to basically fix this issue once and for all. And then actually all the other health optimization strategies work way faster. It should be early in the treatment planning. That's why my goal is To teach all health coaches out there dentists, doctors, health coaches, personal trainers, everyone who is interested in optimizing their clients' health needs to know that optimal health also starts in the mouth and that this should be something that actually should be in an initial examination of every patient. Because sometimes I see patients having issues for 20, 30 years, seeing 29 different doctors. They tried all the approaches, but they never looked in their mouth. And then they come and then finally they can get their relief. I'm not saying then everything is gone, but I'm saying then the part most close to your brain, it's actually a part of your brain. It's finally clear. Your nervous system will work better. Your immune system will work better. It's going to be the biggest detox of your life because we're taking out
0: the bits and pieces mechanically. So you don't need to detox so much anymore afterwards. It's really crazy. So it's truly, truly the foundation of your health. I mean, that, that's pretty darn clear at this point. But for someone like myself, I might be one of the few. The only thing I've had done in my mouth is my wisdom teeth were removed classically when I was a teenager. So what are the ramifications of that? To my knowledge, I don't have any negative consequences, but do I have like some grenades in my mouth that I don't know about from an oral health perspective because my wisdom teeth were surgically removed? I would say within with a 99% chance,
1: you probably have chronic inflammation in your jawbone called in layman's term, you probably heard of it, cavitations. We call it FDOJ, which stands for Fatty Degenerative Osteonegropathic Jawbone. This is something you don't learn in dental school. So this is why it's commonly from a from a normal conventional dentist. They won't find it. They don't even know about it. For them, it's woo-woo. This is a huge chronic stress. You know, chronic inflammation is the silent killer. And then you have a chronic inflammation on your trigeminal nerves, like on a part of your brain disrupting your autonomic nervous system, putting you into fight and flight 24-7 with various symptoms, chronic fatigue, elbow joint problems, irritable bowel syndrome, skin eczema, you name it, even depression, mental health issues, it could all be related. It's not the root cause of everything, but it's definitely contributing, huge contributing factor. And because the issue is you need to take out your wisdom teeth in teenage years because of braces, you had no space. But you weren't prepared for that surgery. You definitely had not realized Your lifestyle was definitely not perfect to heal. You probably ate the classic 90s pantries. You went to the surgeon, huge cut, rough surgery, big swollen cheeks, You need for a bit. Your vitamin D3 level was probably not high enough because you live in Montana where there's no sun and there's cold six months a year. So you probably didn't have the ability to heal it. And then it develops over time, gets ischemic, will be a huge dumping area for chronic infections. They fa- they found viruses, parasites, fungi, even heavy metals, glyphosates. In, their in all my U.S. patients, you have a huge mold issue in the U.S., so mold spores tend to live in these cavitations. As long as you have mold cavitations and all any oral interference, chronic infections like Lyme or mold disease can't really heal itself. So you really find to, need to find
0: someone who knows about The whole concept so basically you're saying if someone like myself we've had our wisdom teeth removed it's basically guaranteed that that's causing issues and it needs to be dealt with sooner rather than later
1: yes it looks like you're probably compensating this quite well but it could be that you're more stressed out with or more fatigued than others or anything that could be improved there's also a technique to simulate the surgery before You cannot do it on your own, but biologic dentists would, for example, use a a neural therapy where you inject procaine around these spots of your wisdom teeth and then wait for 24 hours and just observe your body, what happens, monitor everything. And most people feel the difference and this is maximum 30% of what the whole surgery will do. We will obviously, when you're here in the clinic, do a colon beam scan, which is a three-dimensional x-ray to really make sure that the the diagnosis is correct. We will also do a carbitaoid device which is a ultrasound to measure bone density at the spot and then we have to do the surgery because basically if you had your wisdom teeth out in your teens, it just didn't heal really well now it's a chronic inflammation your body if it's chronic your body is basically out of business it got lazy there was no solution and now it just accepted it and compensates for it and tolerates it so therefore you have to make it acute again but not like last time Instead, we do it right with the right preparation. You will have my nutritional concept, the bowl healing protocol. You will know exactly what to do. And then when you're in the clinic, we will do minimal invasive surgery. We will draw blood to make PRP membranes, which even contain stem cells. We use your own blood to spin it. Use different various IV protocols, including whatever we need and hyperbaric during surgery and after. So you're really in an environment where your body is able to heal because I only help your body to heal itself. I'm not healing yourself in that way. I help your body. And you know you only have a body. And therefore, there's always something to improve on. And for you, yes, quite sure.
0: Just send me a panoramic panoramic extra and have a look. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. But let's move on to another topic, which is, like you mentioned, extremely common, one of the three health killers. Uh, Let's get to metals and amalgam fillings. I found that really riveting when I heard your interview before about mercury and the impacts of that on your health so could you kind of go into that and explain to the audience uh why why amalgam fillings are a massive no-no yet it's still common uh day like you said they're still learning that in medical school that's the the go-to
1: yeah because insurance is covering it it's an easy material to work with because you basically just press it in there then then it gets bigger and and holds there for years Yeah, silver amalgam fillings were marketed as silver fillings up until 2018 in the US, which is not not allowed anymore. It's actually mercury fillings. 50% of that filling is mercury, which is the most toxic non-radioactive element known to man. If you have a dental office like myself, you have to remove this stuff. You have to bring someone in who removes it as highly toxic waste product. From the beginning, I was thinking, heck, How can I place something highly toxic in the mouth of my patients? That makes no sense. And also, obviously, like I said at the beginning, it didn't appeal to me aesthetically because we have better material. So metals come in three challenges. Number one is toxicity. So the amalgam fillings with the mercury are probably the the most toxic ones that you can have because you outgas mercury vapor about two to three microns per day, which chronically intoxicate you. They're not bound. The vapor gets out when you eat, when you chew, when you drink, when you drink something acidic, when you go to the dental hygienist, when you brush, when you do whatever, mercury vapor will come out. And the fumes are you cannot smell them, you cannot see them, they just go straight into your cell. And then they stay there for sixteen to thirty-two years, depending on how good you detox. That's number one. Second challenge for metals is always the immune system, immunology. Because you can be alert or become allergic to any foreign particle. So you can also become allergic to mercury, but you can also become allergic to all the other various metals that are used in dentistry. Gold, palladium, chromium, all these different things that are like in alloys. So if your immune system is allergic to anything, it's not dose dependent anymore. So toxicity is always the dose makes a poison. Immunology, you can become allergic to just a tiny bit. Like whenever you have that, your immune system will go... It's the worst is if you detox heavy metal and you're allergic to mercury. So that's really bad. And you have it in your mouth. And number three is in this world where we have EMFs everywhere. I can see the book in the back. There's the body electric. We are a battery and we live in an electromagnetic loaded world with 3G, 4G, 5G, radar, Wi-Fi, all these different things. Any metal in your body will become a micro antenna. There's even studies showing if you have a phone call From 2008, the study, if you have a phone call with your cell phone, the mercury from your filling, the vapor increases during the phone call. So you're intoxicating yourself even more. So this is really crazy because we have a tightly controlled electric system in us, our own battery. And if we interfere with our things that are in the mouse, same for all the other metals in your body, obviously, but the mouse is kind of like in the middle of the central nervous system. Then you have an antenna, and you can become electro hypersensitive. And there's a there's a lot of patients out there have various symptoms. Nobody finds something. They mostly in the category of psychosomatic, but there are even some that can hear voices and dial into specific radio frequencies. Yeah, if you find a radio frequency, you know you're an antenna. But if it's just voices, you can also make you crazy. So it's not good. We have better solutions. But the most critical part about the whole metal issue is always don't freak out right now and just run to your conventional dentist and take it out. No. You need to find a skilled dentist, holistic biological dentist, who is trained and knows how to remove amalgam safe. You could find out at the IAOMT, it's a a body in the US. They Train dentists to become SMART certified. S-M-A-R-T, like SMART certified means safe metal amalgam removal technique. So if you Google those, they know how
0: it works. In the US. Gotcha. And thankfully, I don't have any of that in my mouth, but of course my mom had a ton. And just knowing the amalgam filling is a go-to metal or or filling choice, that it gives off all that vapor perpetually. Like you said, in this EMF riddled world, you're a walk-in antenna virtually anywhere you go. Uh, God forbid you live in like New York City or Los Angeles where the density of EMFs is insane. If I had feelings, it would scare me straight to look for the closest biological dentist and like my mom did, get those taken care of ASAP because you can't truly heal. You can't out-nutrition. You can't out-exercise an amalgam filling. It all starts at the foundation, which is your oral health. So I think that's pretty important for the audience to know. Same for any metal in your mouth. Gold fillings, True. gold crown, metal-based crown, titanium implants, same. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Any notes you want to to discuss about root canals, cavitations from a biological perspective, if people have had those in a, in those histories they should consider or know about from, from a biological perspective?
1: Yeah, root canals from a biological perspective, the three L's canals in no, no particular order is always metals, root canals, and these cavitations, cavitations we already had. Basically, a root canal is a acute pain treatment. And yes, if you have a huge cavity and you have massive pain, you need a root canal. But this is on you. You ruined your tooth, And then we have to help you with the root canal. The problem here is from a biological point of view, the root canal shouldn't be a long-term solution. It should be a temporary pain treatment. Because over the time, over time, basically what you do, you take out the life parts of the of the tooth when you do root canal. No more blood supply, no more liver supply, no more nervous system, leaving a dead tissue in your body. Fill it up with some sort of plastic and kind of toxic materials that you can compensate probably for quite a while. But if you look at the root canal from a microscopic perspective or electron microscope, you see that just one root of a tooth has about thirty to 75,000 tiny dentin tubules, which will be when there's no more immune system in it, which will be the perfect case for all the anaerobic bacteria that live inside your oral cavity anyways. And these bacteria will produce metabolites from the food they eat, the food that you eat, which is mostly amino acids. So they will produce highly toxic sulfur compounds as their metabolites called thioethers and mercaptanes, which you also have to detox and you, be- you can become allergic to them. So it's again a double whammy. And the third thing is always, it's a dead tissue. Dead tissue will rot over time. It's just normal. Every protein degrades and this stings and leaves degradation products like putrusteins and cadaverins, And they are again toxic. So it was never a good idea to leave any dead body part in your body and it's not allowed anywhere in the medical world besides the dentistry because teeth are just for biting. That's it. But they're tiny organs. 32. And they're very close to your brain. So there's so much research that oral bacteria from the root canals can go to your heart, to your brain, And they can even lead to depression and mental health issues and chronic inflammation, insulin resistance. You find everything. So it's not, in my opinion, it's not a long-term solution. It's a short-term solution. Then you should find out, okay, now the pain is gone. I ruined this tooth. I will probably can compensate it for having a year no problem. If you're healthy, if you're unhealthy and chronic disease, you probably have to find out something faster. But what we do is we remove all root canals Very, very minimal invasive. There was no ripping of teeth. We take it out bits by bits to conserve the whole anatomy, which is your gum and your socket. We drill below to find the cavitations, clean everything, use ozone, again, blood PRP to, to disinfect everything because the goal is health first, optimal health. If this is clean now, then I will insert an immediate ceramic implant, which is my specialty, which then acts as a tent pole holds your whole anatomy because otherwise it collapses and you have a tooth right away. Obviously, you need three months to osteodegrade, three to four months before you get a final crown. But you actually never have a real surgery because usually what usual dentists do, they remove the root canal, clean it, and then they let it heal for three to four months. What happens is the socket where your tooth was in, like it just collapses. You have less bone. It's especially important in the front where you have aesthetics. Imagine this tooth goes. I take it out, clean everything, put in an implant, temporary, look like this within an hour. Or you don't have a tooth. You need something that falls out. And then your bone underneath collapses. You have to rebuild it. So you really save a lot of time at the dentist. A lot of appointments, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering if you can do it immediately. This is a skill that you need to learn, obviously. But it's possible. In the aesthetic area, we always put it temporary for aesthetic reasons. So you will not even see that we did something. So I'm very happy that we live in this time because we have that solution. But obviously the goal is that you never lose your truth in the first place. And this is again, back to your nutrition, your lifestyle. Actually more important than
0: your hygiene, if you're healthy. And before we get into nutrition here in a moment, I just want to backstep to the wisdom teeth. So let's say I have a kid, good oral health, no braces, no no cavities, none of that. He's getting he or she is getting to the age where the wisdom teeth need to come out uh, in this allopathic world. Would you suggest or would you recommend from a biological dentist perspective to not have my kid get the wisdom teeth pulled out because it's really not natural and then it's just going to cause more the issues and if it's down the road? So the problem, the pathology is that
1: you don't have enough space for your root kid else. Nature didn't design wisdom teeth to not have space. This is a problem in the Western world, and it starts in the womb. It starts with breastfeeding. It starts with the wrong diet and lifestyle. So it can, it's possible that when your daughter or your son, your, your, your kids are 12, 15 years old, that the dentist will already see, oh, it's super, super crowded and not enough space. So there will, no, will be no place for these wisdom teeth to grow in fully. I would still say at least wait until your kids are 21 and fully grown up until you take them out and then do it with the right preparation. But obviously, if you grew too tight, if your body didn't grow wide enough and you have no space at one point, impacted wisdom teeth are an interference field too. It's the same as cavitation because they try to push out for the whole rest of your life. And oftentimes, there's a chronic inflammation surrounding them in the jawbone. So impacted wisdom teeth could be another interference. Ideally, in the future, we need to train the parents before they even have their kids to know how to support during pregnancy, how to support the breastfeeding, how long to breastfeed, what to do after so that they grow huge jaws and a wide palate and do nose breathing and have no crowded teeth later. on. Like Weston Price described it when he visited all these indigenous people over hundred years ago. I don't know if you're familiar with his book, but it's called Nutrition and Physical Degeneration. You definitely have to read it. It's amazing. Processed foods is what made us degenerate. It's actually, actually a sign of degeneration because we had we actually all had nine teeth 10,000 years ago. Two wisdom teeth. And nowadays, 80%, at least in the Western world, have no space for the first set of wisdom teeth. And I also see a lot of patients not even having wisdom teeth anymore and not even having other multiple te- teeth so the dental buds don't even develop anymore that's really a sign
0: of degeneration not evolution yeah that that's pretty impactful to hear <laughs> like you said how modern day society our nutrition has such an impact in our oral cavity um and to your point with the nutrition let's kind of get into that cuz you were saying before I asked about the wisdom teeth for children um if you had children that your your nutrition yes. Your lifestyle is more important than your oral hygiene. So so kind of walk us through that, what that looks like, and, and what nutrition looks like from a biological perspective.
1: So I've developed the, uh, food, the food design concept over the past 20 years, which is including everything about every diet book you will find out there, and my own ideas about it. Basically, it's a manual of how to live a healthy life in this not-so-natural world anymore. It's a blueprint to optimal health. So we have a red chart and a green chart. And there's a couple of things that we can generalize, like the things we should not eat in the first place because we would lose daily health. If you want to invest in optimal health or in anything, you don't want to lose health first. So there's a red chart which contains the most pro-inflammatory foods, especially all the processed foods. I call them the core four. Gluten-containing grains, sugar, like every dentist, refined vegetable oils, conventional dairy. And if you the, if you look at these, they are basically in all the foods we eat every day. So skipping those will already be a good investment. And then the second part is a green chart, which I call thinking in nutrients. Why thinking in nutrients? Because I have thousands of patients coming in with thousands dif- of different mindset when it comes to nutrition. There's a vegan, vegetarian. There will somebody be a paleo, keto, carnivore, even intermittent fasting. I don't wanna kill their mindsets. So thinking nutrients is the umbrella above everything where you have to learn, okay, which nutrients do I really get from macro to micro from the food I eat? Obviously whole foods contain the better or the more amount of nutrients from macro to micro per unit. Let's say for example, a liver it's kind of like the nature's multivitamin. It contains basically everything a liver needs. Your liver needs to detox. and But nobody's eating these things anymore besides carnivores. So you see, even if you're vegan and you don't even know how to do vegan proper, you will eat ma- mainly plants. But plants lack certain nutrients. Plants also have a lot of defense chemicals. They don't want to be eaten too. Like well, They cannot run away. So um, I'm a fan of balance regenerative agriculture you you eat everything but the quality is important and you look for the most nutrient dense foods obviously that's the goal so meats fish if you can if you're a vegetarian or vegan you need to find you need to be informed of how to get the right most nutrients out of plants what to meet maybe need to supplement because the critical nutrients for let's go with teeth here bones and teeth is the same Critical nutrients are vitamin D3, K2, magnesium, zinc, amino acids, all the essential amino acids anyway, so building anything, omega-3 fatty acids, and the fat-soluble vitamins. If you have all those, you're already quite good. Creatine, choline, carnitine, taurine, carnosine, that's all things, V12s, that you miss in a vegetarian or vegan, let's say vegan diet. Luckily, I know it's more trend and only about 5% of the population are anyways vegan. So balance is key here, guys. And obviously, quality, awareness. I source all my foods locally, if possible. I ask butchers and I ask farmers around where they get their meat from, where is this chicken running around, is it outside, does it eat, is this beef grass-fed, grass-finished, like the basic things you should ask that most people do in health optimization anyways. But not in the regular world. The regular world I still fast I'm in this bubble for so long that for my regular world is this. But I realize more and more that most people still drink the coke. They still eat McDonald's. They still do fast foods. They still have no clue about nutrition at all. They still smoke. They still drink soda from an acidic drinks and brush their teeth right after. So I'm in this bubble where I didn't where I didn't realize what most people do. But if you really look around, most people actually don't know. In this extremely knowledge overloaded world, how to execute the right things? There's so much information. Therefore, I created this course, Optimal Health Studs in the Mouth, to basically give you the blueprint so that you become the architect for your own health. Also, learn about the oral interference, what you ask the dentist, and yeah, but also how to fine tune your micronutrients, how to eat the right macronutrients, how to get enough protein all these things in a very, very easy, applicable manner, because it doesn't make any sense for me to
0: give you knowledge without application, because execution beats knowledge always. Yeah, so go a little bit more into that, since you mentioned that online course, did you say it's about to be launched and it's really, like you said, for anyone to learn about these principles so they can take health into their own hands and into their own mouth, so to speak?
1: Yes, 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 because my idea is, the more people are optimal healthy, the better planet we have because everybody has a better mood. And the goal should be that you're always ready for surgery. That means when you hurt yourself or whatever acute comes away, your body should be able to heal all the time. So there's 80% that you can do on your own. You can change your nutrition if you know how to. You can also take the right supplements if you know how to. You can also learn about oral health and what you might have in your mouth and about health in general, what it means, and what's mindset. And so this is why I created like a 10-day journey where we go into your neurotransmitters and into gluten, into dairy, into how to optimize it, what you do instead. But also you learn about root canals, cavitations. You basically will be able to diagnose your own paparazzi x-ray afterwards, and you will know at one point if you did the 80%, which you can start straight away. I will give you homework every single day you know that at one point you probably need to see a biological dentist, but you can already start with all the other things to applicate. And yes, the online course was done live. It was a live test for me. We did it 10 days with 20 people and it took one and a half hours every evening. But with a learning coach, we cut it down to 10 days, 20 minutes, as fast as possible, as applicable as possible. Because the the engagement in this course, like I'm sitting here like this, talking to you, with a group it's just so engaging it's like zero boring that's why we took this course instead of filming it a little bit more boring with the nicer maybe background but um and we also made it affordable for everyone so it's also contains a booklet 50 pages and more and more bonuses like recipes and everything where you can read everything you have the whole bible how to optimize your health starting from the mouth we will launch it um, i don't have the specific dates but it's going to be mid-April. So it's pretty soon, let's say in one month, it's going to be there. And it's really it's all my information. And it's for now, we use it already as onboarding for our clients. We use it for on as onboarding for all my staff. And also for new but new dentists, actually, because it's it's the whole concept in simple terms. It's kind of like my book, but more virtually and more
0: yeah, more fun. Gotcha, more interactive, I imagine. And so yeah, please share yes. this link for the for the course whenever you get that so I can share it through my email list and, and for the podcast audience here, because I think there'll be many people, including myself, that'll be interested in, in checking out your course. I know we're right. close to the end here, but there's a couple more topics I want to touch upon, um, especially as it pertains yes. to light. You mentioned that you use lasers, and I imagine that's specific to post-surgical healing, or are there other uses that you use lasers and or light in general for? We use the laser mainly intravenously, actually. It's not the laser you you, you thought maybe
1: that the dentist uh-huh. will use to cut something. Right. You use the intravenous laser to, turbo, to basically turbocharge your healing and nutrients. So what laser light specifically does, low-level laser therapy, let's say, for example, there's red laser, yellow laser, there's green laser, there's blue laser, we can activate certain nutrients, but also most of them are antimicrobial, most of them are anti-inflammatory, so it just gives a new perspective on the whole body healing. It's just another tool where we turbocharge your health by using the power of light intravenously. And most of the research actually comes from Russia and it's amazing research. If you have all that, you like, what? Why do are not use it? It's insane how much. I think it's, I don't know if we have it here, but in the book I have, it's about a thousand references. It's really like for everything you find something. Same for hyperbaric oxygen. Hyperbaric oxygen, nobody uses it in a dental clinic. But obviously we do because it's a health optimization clinic starting from the mouth and i want everything that helps your body to heal as much as possible and i'm also there with you all the time talking you through on every level physically energetically mentally spiritually emotionally all levels will be dealt with because obviously you hold a lot of trauma otherwise you wouldn't
0: have all this trauma in your mouth and going back to life so so we know that an ascetic environment is going to lead to some deleterious effects correct that goes hand in hand with an with an inflammatory environment. We also know that inducing or bringing in electrons in some form, whether that's hydrogen-rich water, if you consume that, red light therapy, so any type of light grounding, so your body can accumulate these electrons to make that acidic environment more more alkaline or at least more neutral, get away from the acidity. So my question to you is, especially with all the photobiomodulation research we know out there, and there's actually way more in oral health than almost any aspect of the red light therapy research. I was kind of astounded when I first got into this red light therapy space. A lot of it does have to do with, you know, surgical, whether it's post-surgical healing. Um, I would also advocate for pre-surgery, kind of like you're saying, you need to have your body as healed and prepared for that surgery to have a successful surgery and recovery. But all that to be said, and in the oral microbiome, there, there's research on red light therapy optimizing the gut microbiome and also the oral microbiome. If there's ways to reduce the acidity, I don't know if you are on board with hydrogen or electron-rich water or doing red light therapy in the mouth, or grounding might be more of a stretch, even though it does have a systemic effect. That might take a little longer, but grounding consistently, again, to reduce the acidity. Are any of these kind of part of your paradigm or something you would educate your patients on?
1: Yeah. Well, it's hydrogen-rich water is amazing. Actually, everything that will upregulate or improve on your antioxidation capacity or optimizing free radical damage, ozone, for example, is not light, but it's also one powerful antioxidant that activates the mitochondria to work better with oxygen and activates glutathione, activates all these endogenous enzymes like superoxide dismutase. So I would definitely use red light. We use red light a lot outside of the body to heal and inside would be careful before when you have a lot of oral health killers. You think it could also upregulate detoxification, anything which is in there, but you may be even better informed than me. So that's not my specialty. That was just an assumption. After taking out metals and root canals and all these things to heal, for sure, 100% agree. I think it's a timing of things same with detoxification yep what you never should do is do a chelation therapy while you're still having oral interference because the source is not gone it's kind of that would be like showering with your clothes on yep it makes no sense but it's actually showering with your clothes on is not a bad thing it doesn't have nothing
0: happens with your health but the other thing really can backfire health-wise totally no that makes sense that's a good um, analogy and then another popular topic is, is teeth whitening. Of course, people want their teeth to look good. I know there's a lot of ways to go wrong. You know, you have these different teeth strips and teeth whiteners and gels, uh, the stuff that can have all different kinds of chemicals and who knows what's in them. What do you tell your patients or what teeth whitening strategies other than the classic brushing and, and whatnot would you tell people to utilize? So, first of all, teeth get more, more yellow, obviously, from staining. Professional cleaning is
1: always good if you do that. then also, they get more yellow if you have a lack of minerals. Vitamin D3, K2, magnesium would be good. I think the only really safe variation to whitening your teeth is actually if you do the professional tooth whitening in the clinic. That's something that works for sure. Um, I know you have your device, and if that whitens too, that would be amazing because it's quite natural. I would definitely not recommend choose whitening toothpaste or whitening stripes. Whitening toothpaste mostly contain abrasives which fire down your enamel, which is the hard part that, you, that is protecting
0: your tooth. So don't do this. Yeah, that brings up another good topic. What, what kind of toothpaste would you suggest? Interestingly enough, for Christmas, my wife bought me some toothpaste that has nano-hydroxyapatite which is supposed to be good right? Yeah, I mean this is a high quality toothpaste. So outside of that like what would you recommend when someone's looking for a toothpaste you said you don't want abrasives, what else would you look for uh, for a high quality toothpaste?
1: Yeah, so I have a couple of Instagram reels where I'm talking about what is toxic in toothpaste. So you can check that out on my Instagram for sure, but I would number one is always fluoride free. Don't use fluoride. Check for tight no titanium dioxide, triclosan, carrageenan, and um, all these chemicals that you don't even know how to spell them. And um, I would avoid. Just think of a supplement that we that you would eat or a food that you would eat. If you would eat it, then do it. Hydroxyl appetite. How do you say it in English? Hydroxyl
0: appetite. I was saying hydroxy
1: Yeah, hydroxy is what I would say too. Is what is in the tooth actually? So that would be a good addition instead of fluoride. So this really works. Don't go chemicals, and same with the chemical mouthwashes. So. The most common ones are full of fluoride, full of toxins. You can basically clean clean your whole house with them, but I would never put them in my house because it will dis- disinfect your whole oral microbiome and not just the bad bacteria, all the good bacteria too.
0: Just do coconut oil pulling instead. 100%. And I guess lastly, are, are you a fan of water picks and using those consistently or not so much? I personally don't use anything. Um, I sometimes floss if there's fruit stuck, but I have nothing against water
1: picks. And also, if you had previous standard work done your teeth are not as tight together as mine, and you might need to have something like that, or okay. water pick, maybe even flossing. But if you floss, please be, be gentle that you don't rip up your gum all the time, because otherwise you open it up, which is for leaky gum, same as leaky gut. And then your all microbiome, which is supposed to be in your mouth, not in your in your gut or whatever, can jump straight into your bone, and from your bone, you find oral pathogens like Porphyromonas gingivalis in your synovial fluid of your hip joints, so they can travel. And this is where they go in. Same with all the viruses we talked about the last three years. The first entrance, now we know, we have to study, is oral mucosa. Inflammation in your in oral your mucosa and the viruses go in faster. Any virus. So that's why this is outside body. Yeah, this skin, yeah. gingiva is your skin. It's your protection. So it should be tight and it shouldn't be red or bleeding. It should be tight
0: and very pinkish. Not red and purplish. And bleeding, oh, never bleeding. So with flossing... Gosh, because that's obviously one of those things that traditional dentists is like floss every day or floss after every meal. Again, to your point, it's easy to really jut it into your gums and then you're causing micro damage on a consistent basis. If you are very skilled with it, just go on and floss, especially if you have a lot of previous dental work done.
1: Ideally, you wouldn't use it needed, but then everything has to be perfect. So it depends where where you're at. Maybe for the beginning, you need it. I don't advocate brushing teeth after every meal or every drink, anyways, that's a really bad strategy. You should at least wait thirty minutes after eating or drinking anything acidic, because otherwise you enamel you brush your nail away. You have to or remineralize your teeth and rebalance
0: your saliva first. Take about thirty minutes. Gotcha. Is there any benefit to using hydrogen peroxide, like for example, in your water pick to use that occasionally? Yeah, it's a, as it a is disinfectant, Yeah, I think that's okay. Yeah, I think it's fine. It's kind of like ozone. Ozone would be
1: amazing. If you have ozone in your mouth. What we do in the clinic, we make fresh ozone water every single day because we have an ozone generator where we can really precisely say how much micron of ozone we want per ml gas. So we can go really high on the water with 80. It really smells hard. And then we every patient uses this instead of chemical mouth So water, and splash it around or swish it around and then spit it out. But then one sip goes into the gut to drink. And we also use a lot of ozone rectally, which is not directly connected to the oral part. But ozone rectally is amazing. I would say it's coffee anema on steroids Mm. because it's killing the anaerobics. It's activating your liver to detox. It's upregulating glutathione production, upregulating. So it's really amazingly good. Whatever you have chronically, this is something I would add on, but obviously... We need to have a generator. Yeah, did you not know that ozone? The ozone is really the the miracle molecule. The first ever ozone generator, medical ozone generator, was actually produced by Nikola Tesla, seventy years before the first antibiotic. It's just (laughs) not there. It's just not there anymore. Right. But it's the research is old and it's so good. We use it in every wound. I can really, with my, from medical grade oxygen, we produce ozone. I will always, after removing the root canal or the cavitation, just have the needle and it comes straight into your in your wound. Gassing everything out, upregulating your mitochondria, you bleeding, activating the enzymes that I was talking about. So it's really a miracle molecule. So ozone, definitely recommended for any biological dentist, but also if you can
0: have one at home, ozone generator. It's golden. I was just gonna ask, um so you could get one as a consumer just to have it at your house and it's safe to use. I think the
1: best company for good ones is called longevity I'm not' some, I'm not connected to them longevity research that's some just Google ozone Schallenberger. Frank Schallenberger is the one who wrote all the books and I had causes with so he, he I would say he is the Yoda of ozone okay Frank Schallenberger I think he's also the president of the American ozone I don't know ozone Society I don't know the name right now But if you Google Frank Schallenberger, there will probably, or his book, there will probably be a recommendation for a good ozone generator. Because I have a clinical one, which is obviously 5K plus device, um, which clinical certification, everything. And there are a lot of ozone generators that don't really do the trick because you have to have, it is important that you know that you make the ozone off medical grade oxygen. Because otherwise... You have all the other the air, which is like maybe sulfoxides oxides and other oxide particles in the ozone, which is not pure enough. And also, it's great if if the generator can t- really tell you how much of micron or gamma of ozone
0: gas is per ml gas you will have and get. That's uh, what we do. I'll, I'll have to look into that. Take a deep dive into ozone. I mean, somewhat familiar with it, but the more I hear about it, like from people like you, it's like that's something I got to dig way deeper into because it seems like there's endless uh, ways. Yeah, It's really endless. Whatever you right now have, whatever it is, ozone is amazing. That's good to know. (laughs) Well, Dr. Dome, I know we're getting a little long in the tooth. Is there anything else you want to add to the conversation or anything we haven't talked about that you want to uh, kind of tell the audience, oral health or otherwise, nutrition-wise, leave them on any type of a note like that? I think we talked about quite a, a good amount of things. Most important to me is always... You
1: guys out there should start investing in optimal health because you only have one body. So take full responsibility. And if I made clear that the biggest missing link to optimal health is most likely your oral health because nobody looks there. And sometimes say the biggest enemy to optimal health is in your mouth and you don't even know about it and not what you can do about it. So if you already do everything to become superhuman and you're not, maybe it's in your mouth. But also if you're not, Make sure that you know this by now and talk about it. And yeah, follow me on Instagram, Dr. Dom. And in the show notes, you find everything. Looking forward to the calls. My goal is to help as many people as possible get this information. And this is why I take time off to give you all these these interviews and information for free that you can learn and apply. And hopefully in the future, demand from your dentists so that they change. And we really all together heal the world and make the world a little bit of healthier place because we've got to to make
0: health fashionable again. I always say that the
1: health avengers,
0: that's who we are, the evangelists. Yes, thank you. Yes, sir, man, I appreciate your time. I know you got a busy schedule, so uh, super grateful that you took the time to to inform my audience and myself. Of course, guys, like he said, go follow him on, on social media at Dr. Dome, YouTube as well. We'll have his link in the show notes for the website. And of course, he'll pass along a link for his first course. When that comes out, it's all in your mouth. That's that's the motto. It's all in your mouth. I'll leave the link to that so you can go get it on Amazon. So again, Dr. Don, appreciate you, man. Appreciate your time. Keep getting the message out there because I think, like I told you at the beginning of our conversation, until I listened to you three years ago, I just thought oral health was another thing you had to do, just like taking your car to the auto shop. I didn't really think it had that much more of an impact on your overall health. So I appreciate what you do and uh, you know, keep on keeping on. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, my pleasure. For Dr. Dominic Nischwitz, this is Dr. Mike Belkowski signing off of another episode of The Red Light Report. You guys have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening to The Red Light Report. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and other podcast platforms to help spread the word so other people can learn about the many health, wellness, and longevity benefits of red light therapy. If you're looking for more educational content, check out our Instagram page at biolight.shop and our YouTube channel, Biolite. I'm Dr. Mike Belkowski, and I'll see you on the next episode.